Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. one of them, one of us. God became flesh. Before that, people could only have knowledge and understanding about God. I see that still happening today in so many people's lives. It was, it was true in my life. I only knew about God. I didn't know God. I knew about God. Grew up going to church. I was thoroughly in church. I just wasn't in Christ. I knew all about Him, but I didn't know Him. That's true for some of you, too. You know a lot about Him, but you don't know Him. Do you know a lot about God, or do you know Him? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches that Jesus came in the flesh and through His Spirit has made it possible for you to know Him intimately. Sometimes people think they know all about God, but never truly take the time to get to know Him relationally. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 2 with today's message. see the truth. We see that death isn't final. We see that it's only a gateway. Hebrews 2.17, therefore in all things, he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to aid those who were tempted. Point number three, he says he, he became our faithful high priest. He made propitiation. What does that mean? What it means is he, he satisfied the righteous requirements of the law is one way it's worded. Propitiation. There had to be judgment, and there was. The wrath of God against sin, against the rebellion and wickedness and evil of my heart had to be dealt with, and it was. On the cross, Jesus dealt with it. Became our faithful high priest. Have you noticed how many times in this passage the Bible uses some kind of family terminology? Children, fathers, sons, brothers. It's sprinkled throughout, right? Referring to a relationship with God in a way that was a radical new thought for these Jewish people. Because you understand, in Jewish thought, you didn't have that kind of family thing. What you had was the eternal The eternal one, high and unknowable, unapproachable, until Jesus came, until until God put skin on. The Jewish people saw themselves as God's chosen people, but they viewed God as being completely separate from them until he came and became one of them, one of us. God became flesh. Before that, people could only have knowledge and understanding about God. I see that still happening today in so many people's lives. It was, it was true in my life. I only knew about God. I didn't know God. I knew about God. 
grew up going to church. I was thoroughly in church. I just wasn't in Christ. I knew all about him, but I didn't know him. That's true for some of you, too. You know a lot about him, but you don't know him. Knowing about him, it's not going to do you any good on Judgment Day. Jesus said that on Judgment Day, there are going to be many people standing there saying, but I did this and I did that and we did this. And he's like, yeah, but I never knew you. You have to leave. He came in and became one of us, the eternal one, holy and unapproachable, became a brother to us. He became one of us. And then as one of us, as our brother, he became our high priest. Now, what does that mean? Well, remember, the duty of the high priest was to go into the Holy of Holies one time a year. We just had Yom Kippur recently, the Day of Atonement. On that one day, the high priest would go in with the blood of that sacrificial lamb, sprinkle it on the mercy seat to make atonement for the sins of the people of Israel, the people of God. So he'd, he'd go before the presence of God representing people. And then he would, after having made that, offered that sacrifice, he would come back out to represent God to the people. But now God himself came and became one of us. He became our brother. And as our brother, he didn't just offer a sacrifice. He became the sacrifice. Hebrews tells us that he himself went into the throne room, sprinkled his own blood. And then he sat down at the right hand of the father, representing us there as our advocate. John tells us that Jesus returned to the throne room of heaven as our intercessor. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us now. He's, he's our, our advocate. Listen, Hebrews 4.14, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. See, he did all of this so that you can actually enter the presence of the unapproachable one without fear. The holy one, the holy, unapproachable God. You can now approach him as one of his children. You're part of the family. If indeed... You have asked for that. You come and obtain mercy and grace. You can live this life with a sense of fearlessness because death has no power any longer. You can live the adventure. You can go for it. Whatever he puts in your heart, knowing that he's for you. He's for you. But pastor, you don't understand. You don't know what I've done. I mean, I'm immoral. I've cheated people, lied to people, hurt people. I've done all kind of wicked stuff. Yeah, me too. That's what's so great about this. See, the whole point of this is that's why he came. That's why he came. That's why he had to come. That's why he chose to come. Listen to me. It's so important. You need to understand how much he loves you and how much he's willing to change you. You need to understand that he willingly came and subjected himself to temptation to understand what you go through so that he can help you when you're tempted. Romans 5, 7 says, Scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, the point of that is he died for you knowing everything. He died for you knowing everything about you. He knew when, when he went to Peter there you know, on the shores of, of the Sea of Galilee and he called him to leave his nets and come follow him, that day when he did that, he knew Peter was going to deny him the night of his worst suffering. He knew that. He knew that Peter was going to betray his friendship. 
when he needed him most. Do you understand what I'm driving at? He knew in that moment as he was calling Peter, come follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. He already knew Peter was going to fail miserably. The night before he was crucified, he told him about it. Do you remember? Peter's like, oh, no, they may all walk away, but I'm never going to, I'm going to be right there with you. And Jesus is like, Peter, no, you're going to deny me tonight. Three times. You're going to deny you even never knew me. But, but when you've returned, strengthen your brothers. The only thing between Peter and Judas is that Peter returned and Judas gave up. Judas gave up. He hung himself. Peter repented. Look how God used him. Please hear the heart of God on this. See, it was because of your sin that he came. It was because of your guilt and the things that you've done and and the the filth, the slime inside you that, that you can't wash away. It was because of that that he came. He loves you so much that he came and became a man so that he could experience what you experienced, so that he could help you with it. He came and entered into our condition in order to free us from the bondage, to wash us, forgive us, to purify us. That's why he came. He demonstrated his own love for us and that while we were still in that condition, he came and died for us. If you've never asked him, to wash you clean, then today's the day to do it. If you've never asked the Lord Jesus to wash away the iniquity, cleanse you on the inside, to forgive your sin and and put his own spirit inside you, make you alive, if you've never asked him to do that, then that's all you have to do. It was so important to him that you have that available to you, that you have that opportunity, that you know his love. It was so important to him that that he left heaven and became one of us, endured what we endure, suffered the things that we suffer, was tempted as we are, and even was crucified in our place. That's, That's how important this is to him. All you have to do is ask him. He's so eager to do it. There's no special prayer You just have to say, God, I I need you. Lord, I see it. I see it. I see that you love me. I see that you died for me. I see that that you want to help me, that you want to cleanse me, and you want to change me, and I, I get it. Now, please do it, and help me to follow you. It's a heart thing. The words don't have to be perfect. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.